Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a global original podcast. Hi, I'm JK. That's Al over there. Hello. This is our Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. It's a podcast for dads about being a father and the pitfalls of parenting. And together we're going to be shedding light on some important issues as well as laughing along with the less serious ones. I've got a cracking story about Don't Tell Your Mum. What do you mean? It, it, this is a genuine story that happened to me this week. Um, I don't know where he's got it from, but Ted started to say about girls, would you kiss her? Right? So we're watching TV and someone comes on the screen. He's like, Daddy, would you kiss her? <laughs> I like him. <laughs> I right. like Ted. And like, or, or like he, he's well into like the Guinness World Record books at the moment. So we're flicking through. Someone pops up on the page and he's like, Daddy, would you kiss her? <laughs> <laughs> the other day, he uh, he did it about his about his teacher. <laughs> so Hang on, you used to be a teacher. You didn't you did. didn't teach with it, did it? Did no, you? I didn't. I don't. I've never met her before, except in the context of being Ted's teacher. Okay. But um, he said to me, "Daddy, would you would you kiss my teacher?" And I was like looking around, like just to see where, just Jen, to see was where Jen was. <laughs> and I was like, um, "Yeah, I would, but don't tell your mum." <laughs> Ted, your son, can you trust him not to tell mum? Because I couldn't trust Noah at this point because he's too honest. Yeah. He ran straight to her. What? And said, Daddy's going to kiss my teacher. (laughs) Ow! (laughs) Come here! I was like, that's the last time I'm honest about that. Ted, could you go to your room, please? I need to have a little chat with your dad. Your cheating dad! (laughs) Who would kiss your teacher? It was hypothetical, Jen. (laughs) All right, in this episode, we're talking about lying to your kids, which I'm pretty certain we've all done. Oh, on a daily basis you're listening to this now you're going yep absolutely so there may be some in there that you've done if not well there's some new ones you can lie to your kids about oh yeah on there we've got some classics as well because we open it up to uh, to the dad's net so dad's net is an online community group for dads if you want to share anything with us you can uh, go to www. Don't do www. You don't do that anymore sorry, you sorry, sorry. uncool t- I can't say that <laughs> word but I'll, I'll do this worldwide web no it's dadsnet.com all right is it .com? Does .co.uk go there as well? I think so, yeah. Okay, just... just yeah. You can Google it. And it's all on social as well. Just type in Dad's Net on social. If you're listening to this podcast for the very first time, uh, don't tell your mum then uh, you might not know this. So let me explain. Uh, We like to get a dad on who has a confession. 
And he can share that confession with us. And we will judge. That's the whole point. We will. So this week's confession comes from... Ashley. It's time for the confessional. These are the embarrassing, the shameful and unforgivable stories of parenting at its worst. Mind you, we say unforgiving. Sometimes we will forgive. It depends on the severity of the confessional. I feel we're fairly forgiving. Mainly because I've been in many of these situations (laughs) Because all these stories are actually ours. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's let's, um, somber mood, please. And... Uh, this week, the confessional email is from a dad of one, Ashley. Will we be able to forgive him? Let's find out. Dear JK and Al, at first, I didn't really think this was much of a big deal, but there's something I did a while ago and the guilt hasn't really gone away. So I'd like to confess and hope that you can forgive me. I work night shifts. So family time for me is usually in the afternoons, around lunchtime, until I go to work just before the kids' bedtime. So it's usual for us to have a nice lunch together and then something really simple for dinner before I go to work. I could never do night shifts. Why? I just don't think... You're all upside down, aren't you? Like, you're coming home from work and having breakfast, or what do you do? Do you have dinner? Oh, it's all about meals. (laughs) Little insight into I, Al's world. I live one meal to the next. I literally, right now, I'm thinking, what am I going to have for dinner? <laughs> Often, my wife Kate will cook me something for lunch if the kids are out playing at a friend's house or a preschool. On the day in question, I woke up with a start and went downstairs into the kitchen. There, I found a steaming pot of pasta. <laughs> What's funny about that? <laughs> What's funny about a steaming pot of pasta? When you started saying steaming, <laughs> steaming pot, of, and then you went for the next pee, I, I didn't think it was going to be pasta. Oh. <laughs> right, I'll try again. Why is it whenever I hear steaming, I always think of poo? <laughs> I found a steaming pot. To be fair, it's not unrealistic to find a steaming pile of poo in your house with, I with a toddler. I apologise, I apologise. There I found a steaming pot of pasta... <laughs> And, uh, and, and beside it, a saucepan of creamy bacon sauce. I was sure that Kate had made this for me, and I gleefully piled my plate with pasta bow ties, creamy white sauce, and smoked bacon chunks. It was delicious. I was so hungry after work the previous day, so I went back for more. Again, I piled my plate and finished the pasta sauce. After I put my dishes in the washer, I fed the cats and our dog. Around this time, Kate came home with the kids. That's funny, I thought. I wonder why they're back. When we have lunch together, they're normally around when I wake up. I stuck my head around the door into the hallway and said, Hi, to Kate. Afternoon, she said. This is a very formal relationship. Can you go a bit more high-pitched, please, for Kate? (laughs) Afternoon. There it is. How's that? She said, I just had to pop out to get some garlic bread for our lunch. I hope we didn't wake you. I suddenly realised what I had done. I'd just eaten all the lunch for all me, Kate, and our two boys. And while trying to remain calm and normal, I could feel the panic setting in. I knew I had to make the first move if I was going to get away with this. So I quickly invented a story. Oh, yeah, look, I'm really sorry, but the cat ruined lunch. What do you mean? Said Kate. How was that? Very good. Good. What do you mean? Said Kate. Well, the cat got up on the counter and started to lick the sauce. So I went to pick her up, but she ran off and knocked the pans onto the floor. Then the dog came and ate all the pasta and the sauce off the floor. It was a nightmare. I've only just finished cleaning it up. Oh, she said. She looked so dejected. And then she said she'd go back to the shops to get all the ingredients to make some more. 
Obviously, I've just eaten loads, so I tell her I'm not hungry. But then we get into this thing where she thinks I don't like her pasta sauce. So now I'm stuck with the guilt of her making the meal twice, her thinking I don't like her cooking, and her not wanting to make that amazing meal for me anymore. So I guess I've already got my punishment, but can I have your forgiveness? Sincerely, Ashley. Well, there you go. I mean, I'm going to applaud him for thinking on his feet. Dude, it's not the end of the world, is it? No. You know what I mean? It's, It's just a bit of food. Yeah. It was one meal. Yeah, but do you know, it's not actually about that. It's more about the fact that she now thinks he doesn't like her cooking. Ah, no, but that's that's what happens in a relationship. Look, there's certain stuff. Look, I don't like Charlie's gravy. <laughs> I don't. Isn't gravy like a um, yeah, but euphemism for <laughs> <laughs> all the gravy? I was like, whoa. No, when I say gravy, I mean stuff you put on Yorkshire puddings, just, just so we're clear. Okay. And yet, you know, she doesn't like my scrambled eggs. It's just the way it is. I think you live with that. Yeah. But what what I can't probably forgive is the story. The story is a bit Tom and Jerry. You know what I mean? It is a bit like he's watched a cartoon that afternoon. That's the first thing that sprung to his mind. And he's like, I'll go with that. I'll go with that Tom and Jerry scenario. And she bought it. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is... But did she buy it, though? This is the thing. Does she really yeah. kind of know probably? Does we, she? She she knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a cat and if we leave anything out on the side, sometimes the cat will just jump up and lick it. And Jen wouldn't touch it. If the cat's licked anything, she'd be like, I'm not eating that. I'm not going near it. Yeah. Whereas for me, I'll just mix it in or yeah, it's it back just, in. It's, like, basically, it's, just, it's just creamy sauce, which has got a hint of, of cat balls on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they do lick their balls, just as long as you're happy with that. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, how's the cat got his balls into the sauce? Well, whatever the cat's licked is now in your creamy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just so you know. We've gone down a really slippery slope. No, right? absolutely not. It's your dirty mind that's going down that slope. <laughs> I'm just saying the creamy sauce that Ashley has eaten. No, he hasn't eaten it. This is the story, isn't it? The dog, he tipped it on the floor and then the dog ate it. Yeah. So the dog's ate cat creamy balls. Oh, Al, where's your homework? Oh, sorry, miss, the dog ate it. You know what I mean? It's a bit... <laughs> yeah, it is a bit like that. So, um, yeah, do you know what? You're forgiven. So we'll forgive you overall, but we need we think you need to work on your stories a little yeah, bit. it's a typical dad story. Yeah. He said he was thinking. He wasn't really, was he? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Not, the first thing that comes into your head is usually the worst thing. Yeah. So if you've got a secret and want to get some weight off of your shoulders... You can send it into Dadsnet. If you go to dadsnet.com forward slash confessions, we'd love to hear your story and then we can judge. And we will judge. <laughs> In a minute, we're going to talk about lying to your kids. Something we can all relate to. Next, we're going to meet this week's dad. Yeah, it's Joel. He's a he's a YouTuber. You, actually, I think I think Joel should probably introduce himself because he's, he's quite a character and he's got one hell of a story to tell us. Joel, welcome to Don't Tell Your Mum's Studio. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Here I am. I'm Joel. I'm a dad of four girls. Um, I've got one wife and (laughs) that is enough. (laughs) So yeah, I live in a house of all women, which is great. I love it. I actually really love it. People always say to me, oh, do you want a boy? And I'm like, "Um, I'm good. good. I like, yeah, I really like living. That's a lot of estrogen floating around there. Well, that's good because you can reuse the clothes. You can reuse the toys. You know what I mean? It's cheaper. Yeah, Isn't well, you it? would have thought, but it's not. So oh. no, girls are expensive. Do you How wanna... old are your kids? So from uh, well, thirteen is the eldest, and then you've got eleven, seven, and one. Didn't you were really <laughs> thinking. I was looking at you like the cogs are really churning there. Probably, no, don't I, ask me what their birthdays are. I so respect. <laughs> I would never have got that. No. Yeah. Can you remember your wife's birthday? Yeah. 
I'm not telling you. <laughs> well, she won't get any extra presents at Musha. And I think, um, because obviously you are this week's dad, um, I think it's 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 a good time to introduce what you actually do. Because yeah. you're you're a big star. Well, thank you. But no, but yeah, okay. So <laughs> Don't be uh, we, we we started a family YouTube channel just over a year ago and um it just kind of went it just went crazy. This is my dream job. Like I get to spend time with my family, we get to create videos of us having fun, we get paid for it. Um it's kind of it's in a sense it's kind of like freedom as well. Yeah. So it's amazing. We were already kind of doing like um, holiday videos. Like if we go on holiday, not for anyone, just for ourselves. And people watch them and be like, wow, this is so cool. You should do this. I'm like, well, we do do it. <laughs> no, no, you should do this and for a living. I'm like, well, no one's going to pay me to make holiday videos of our holidays. And then I started seeing all the signposts of people doing it. And it's kind of like that thing like other people are doing it. Why so can't why not? We? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first few videos that we did, They'd be like rowing and we'd be like, we can't, we'd be arguing about how the, the rules of the game that we're playing, which is kind of typical family stuff, but yeah. you don't want to put that out there. And you're like, so at first it was, it wasn't like, you know, we switched on the camera and we just made absolute YouTube gold. Like it was, it's a process. It's a new thing that we were doing. And now we do it and we have great fun and we've sort of worked out the kinks and the dynamic of the family and the banter is just, that's what really works for us. So, yeah. so where can we see this? You know, what, where can we find you on YouTube? Yeah, what do so we look for? If you just search Dad V Girls. Apt. I like that. Yeah. So it isn't Dad versus Girls, which a lot of people um, sometimes get mixed up. That was already taken. So <laughs> it, it means the same thing, but it's Dad V Girls on YouTube, on Instagram. You will find us. We were talking about um, you traveling with your, your video editing and your, your camera skills. Now, th there's a very unique story. In fact, Al has told me this story. and I've told everyone this story. I am <laughs> so happy that you're, you're on this, this podcast right now because this story is, it doesn't happen to everyone, does it? I know no one else who this has happened to. I don't know of anyone. Do you know of anyone? Uh, not in real life. I mean, in no. the movies, but... This so, is something out of a movie. Yeah. Trust me, sit back, Gather relax, and around. listen to Joel's story. <laughs> okay, so... I think I was 22 years old at the time. I think we just had Casey, uh, who's our firstborn, and I was at work and I was travelling home late. So I got home about 11pm. I got out of my car. At the time, I had a very nice convertible BMW. And the reason I'm telling you this, it will make more sense in a minute. I'm not sure enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, not now you've got your family car. <laughs> no. So... Uh, yeah, so I pull up at my drive, um, I get out of the car, and I hear something behind me. I don't know what it was. Someone said something, there was a noise. I turn around, and there was eight guys in balaclavas. And I just was like, what is going on? So they went, give us the keys. And I thought, oh, relief, it's just a carjacking. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> oh god that's so oh, good thank the lord can you imagine I, turning around and saying yeah. to them I don't oh, I, I'm so relieved guys yeah here Thanks. you go here you go <laughs> because my car's insured and you know there you go chucked them the keys thought we'd done the transaction see you later and they went get in the back of the car and I was like no 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 and then they were like get in the back of the car and then I see the gun and I was like this is very serious so 
just at that time, Sarah must have heard the commotion outside, came to the door with Casey in her arms. She didn't know what was going on. Obviously, she wouldn't have brought Casey to the door. Mm. But she just heard something. She knew I pulled up. She's thinking, why has Joel not come in the house yet? She opened the door. She saw the scene. She screamed. And I just shouted at her, get back in the house. Get back in the house. Shut the door. Lock the door. Because obviously that was my biggest fear. So they've bundled me into the uh, back seat of my car. Uh, they've jumped in. The rest of them have got, I think there's another two, two or three cars um, what they'd travelled in. So then we take off. Um, we all left the house, so I knew at least Casey, uh, Casey and Sarah were safe. Yeah. Um, they put me in handcuffs, and they started. I, I want. I, I can't remember the name. Let's just say the name is Gary. Mm. They're going, Gary. We know about the drugs. We know about the money. Take us to the drug house. Rah, 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 all this stuff, and I'm like, my name's not Gary. I was like, my name's Joel, and I was like, I don't. I'm not a drug dealer. I don't have drugs. Don't have money. So I'm thinking, you know, it's a very confusing, stressful situation. So they're just, they're not believing me. I'm like, I've got ID. I'm like, driver's license in my pocket. And they're like, we don't care about your fake ID. And like, I mean, they're being aggressive. And yeah. Like, they are the real deal. This when is you not... say aggressive though, what, uh, is a gun being pointed? Are you being roughed up? So at this point, they're kind of, we're driving somewhere. So I think I had one guy in the back with me and there was two guys in the front because it was a four-seater car. Yeah. So the guys in the front are shouting. The guy next to me is shaking me and shouting in my face and he's the one with the gun. So I'm staying very calm. And I mean, that's amazing. How you do that? Honestly, I don't know. People say to me, like, did you cry? I'm like, I genuinely didn't cry. Yeah. I couldn't cry. If I wanted to cry, I couldn't. I don't know. I just, I just was like, just stay calm. This will get figured out because... The fact that they were they were adamant they knew who I was. I knew it sooner or later I was thinking, we're gonna be able to convince I'll be able to convince them that I'm not this person. So anyway, then the gun comes out again, right? And so yeah, I mean, people you can buy fake guns mm. and you can buy BB guns that look very realistic, yeah. right? So if you did that, it'd be quite a nice looking brand new kind of Glock, something out of the movies. Yeah, This was a rusty revolver. It right. looked like it was from World War II. So I knew that this was a real gun because if you were going to get a fake gun, it wouldn't look like this, mm. right? And it was big. It looked like a kind of like a Magnum type size. Next thing, the gun is in my mouth and I literally taste in the metal of this gun. Like, this is where it ends. Like, this, is, this oh could God. be it. So... <laughs> I'm trying to compose myself and I've got three people all shouting at me at the same time and all I'm trying to do is get the facts across to them because I know they've got the wrong person but they start telling me we've been following you for six months and I fought back about all the times when I'd noticed suspicious behaviour and I'd even taken down a licence plate when they'd been outside my house and they'd even knocked at my door before. So all these things, I was like, they really have been following me for six months and they'd been through my post and they knew who my friends were and they were saying names and they knew who my brother was. They had people watching other properties that I was associated with because they said to me, your brother's just jumped in his car and drove off like fast. He's obviously coming looking for you. So it's like, this was like a big operation. Yeah. Sarah obviously rung her mum and dad, rung the police. Sarah's mum called my phone and they said, answer it. Tell her you're fine. So I've got Sarah's mum saying, Joel, where are you? I'm like, I don't know. So are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. 
but see, I'm not okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's all we could do. So anyway, they're telling me they they're telling me all this information that they think they know about me and the drugs. And it doesn't help that they're like finding that my friend left like a fake Rolex in the car. So they found now this oh, Rolex right. and they're like, see, you got money. I'm like, it's fake. They're like, yeah, sure it is. Dude, yeah. I got it from Turkey off the Looky Looky Man. <laughs> that's Seriously. That's what I it doesn't say Rolex, it <laughs> says Rolex. Looky Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally explaining, I'm saying it's not me, you've got it wrong, blah, blah. So we pull up almost like a road and there's just woods all around and it's like pitch black. So they get me out. Then they swap. So two other people get in the car, two new people. They're like, obviously, like, we'll get out of it. Yeah. And they're like, just being super aggressive. Then they say, right, we're going to put you in the boot of the car. This is like a convertible BMW. So the boot is very separate to the rest of the car. Yeah. That's when I freaked out because I thought if I go in that boot, I don't know if I'm ever going to get out because if they leave me here, who's going to find me? So that's when I freaked out. I started pushing. I had handcuffs on, mind you. But I was pushing the back, saying, no, I'm not getting in the back of the car. Um, then they took me into the woods, and they literally surrounded me, like, in a circle, and were all just hurling abuse at me and saying, we're going to... And I thought, they're just going to kick the absolute living daylights out of me. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they started uh, shouting police, and that they could hear sirens and see flashing lights. I couldn't see anything. There was nothing. It was pitch black. And this is, I say this is a miracle. Genuinely, I say this is a miracle. They were adamant that police were onto them. They started running with me. So they're holding my arms. I'm in handcuffs. They're running with me. Then one of them's like, just leave him, drop him, go, go, go. Because obviously I couldn't run that fast. So they let go of me. I'm still sort of jogging in the same direction. (laughs) (laughs) And then, I don't know, you got a picture. I'm slowly jogging in the same direction. And I slowly start to turn in the opposite direction <laughs> and start running. In a, and it was just almost comical, right? So I'm running away from them. I'm looking back and I'm thinking, okay, I'm away. I got to a main road. Um, I literally, there was a bus. I, I jumped on the bus and I said to the guy, I've been kidnapped, call the police. And he went, ha, ha, ha. Were you in handcuffs still? I was in handcuffs, right? So I'm saying to the bus driver, I've been kidnapped, call the police. He starts looking around going, oh, I'm on one of those hidden camera shows. No. I? I, Jer- Jeremy Beadle's going to jump out. You couldn't make this up. He was convinced that he was, someone was having him on. I was like, mate, call the police. I've been kidnapped. <laughs> oh, of course you have, mate. <laughs> police car drives past as I'm on the bus. So I thought, forget you. Jumped off and waved the police car down. And he came over, he's like, literally every single unit in the area is looking for you. Helicopters, everything. Wow. Yeah, so cut a very long story short, they never found the people. But what they did find out from the name that I'd given them and the information I'd given them, that next door to... um, So where I worked was a residential building, but it was actually converted into offices, but you can't tell that from the outside. So the guy who lived in a bedsit next door, called Gary, did owe drug dealers money was having people looking for him. But they showed me a picture of him, right? And keep it in mind, I'm 33 now and I I, I don't think I look 33. I've got no. quite a baby face, yeah. right? Yeah. At 22, I probably looked 12. This guy looks older than I look now. He looked about 40. He had a beard, a bald head. And I was like, how did they get this so wrong? They had, all I can do is laugh. They followed me. They spent hours, months, weeks, whatever, doing their homework. And they got it so wrong. So wrong. And and the thing is, the police never found them. I don't... Do you know what? I can tell the story and I laugh because I don't feel any ill towards them. I'm, I find it comical. I think you you got the wrong guy yeah. and you weren't... It wasn't an attack on me. They genuinely had the wrong information. Yeah. And this dude, 
did owe drug dealers a lot of money. So just, I just, think... just listening to this story, like the, the calmness, I can oh, yeah. actually, I can picture Joel in this situation. Yeah. Has that impacted on the way that you've become a dad? Maybe the way you see things. No. It, do you know what? That's the funny thing is, is that people always say like, how did that, that must've affected you? Mm. And it, in a w- weird way, like it hasn't affected me. And like it affected people around me more than it affected me. And I was just like, if I feel like if it was an, a, an attack on me and if it was a kidnapping that was planned for me, that might have affected me. But because it was mistaken identity, mm. I can just almost brush it off. But there must have been a point though when you were about to go into the boot, maybe, and you started to get slightly panicked. D- did you not? Because at that point you were, you had one child at that point, didn't you? Yeah, and I think possibly Sarah was pregnant with Grace at the time. So and another on the way. Yeah. So th- there must have been something that went through your head, thinking this is the, I, I may never see them again. Yeah, I think I think I know it sounds like maybe I'm I'm sort of bigging myself up a bit, but the fact that the fact that they were okay, that we had left the house was the worst thing that could have possibly gone through my mind is that something would happen to them. Mm. And the fact that Sarah's mum had called me, I knew that they were safe. And yeah, I wouldn't have seen them again and it would have been hard for them, but I knew they were okay. And I think that, I think almost knowing that the whole situation went away from the house, like that's almost what made, made it. it, right. it. You are less, you're, you become more selfless, don't you, when you mm. have kids. And I think if I hadn't had kids, it probably would have affected me more in a weird way at the time because all you think about is yourself. And all I could think about was, they're okay. Sarah's mom's called me. They're with Sarah. She's okay. And that just kind of made things a little bit easier. But that is the and thing about very strange, a dad but... though, isn't it? That is the thing with parenting. Like you say, when you become a parent, you do have that completely selfless Yeah, especially when aspect. it comes to protection and stuff. Yeah. I know it's... It's like, sounds... if they're safe, I'll, I'll take the bullet. I'll... And th- and when you've got, yeah, that's kind of what it was like. It was like, I don't know. It's, it, I know it sounds strange, but it's a moment of clarity, that's... isn't it? That's what it is. I think, yeah, and you probably had a. Well, I don't know if you had a lot of time to think in the situation that you're in, but I suppose a lot of things would be racing through your brain at that point, and yeah. they would have come into it at some point. Yeah, um, I mean, my heart dropped when I saw Sarah and Casey come to the door because it went from yeah. they could get bad involved to in this. the worst thing ever. They were literally there was nothing between them. And these people, other than a few feet. So it was like, shut the... That's where I could scream, yeah. shut the door, shut the door, shut the And she slammed the door. And then we drove away. And it, even though I was with them, I would, <laughs> I, I was glad we all drove away from the house. Do you know what I mean? That was yeah. a relief to me. What was, the, uh, what was the reunion like? So when you finally got back to your wife... Oh, it was a hero's welcome. Like, it was brilliant. <laughs> it was, I had TLC for weeks. <laughs> honestly, it was. Um, you know, like, I got back and it was literally like hugs, kisses, tears, and everyone, no one had ever been happier to see me. And I was like, this is amazing. Why, Why didn't I think of this time? earlier? Yeah. So <laughs> we've set up a company where we kidnap dads yeah, to I'll make people realise <laughs> that's a business. Can right I now. sign up? Yeah. Uh, it's called Dadnapped. Yeah, Dadnapped. <laughs> Dadnapped.com. If you want to get involved and yeah. receive a hero's welcome, then we can sort it for you. That's genius. Your yeah. name has to be Gary. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is as well, like, so my mum, my mum and dad live in, they live between Spain and the UK. And uh, my mum 
my mom and dad were in Spain at the time. Um, she was like, you're coming to Spain and you're staying here for three weeks and I'm not having another word of it. I went, okay, sure, <laughs> fine, I'm coming. And obviously everything else, the thing is when something um, like that happens, your life's at risk or anything like that, everything else just falls away. Any deadlines and work and money and, you know, all that stuff, just it's just not important. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, yeah, we can go away for three weeks and we can just have a break but had, group, had it, someone really? said that to me I'll go away for free it was like no I can never go away for free I've yeah. got all this 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 and this but everything just doesn't matter bit more perspective a, yeah dude that is just incredible I still can picture you though in the woods when they've kind of let you go and you're going no 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 wait for me yeah <laughs> don't leave me as dark just getting dragged <laughs> I'm along scared of the dark. <laughs> I'm with you guys now <laughs> yeah right well um from that the, the questions now are going to be a lot easier trust yeah. me we're going to just ask you a few uh, a few questions about being a dad. We're all dads in this room. It's a safe space, as we know. Uh, are you ready for them? Um, yes, as ready as I'll ever be. Okay. What's your proudest parenting moment, do you think? One of my proudest moments was uh, my eldest, who is now 13. She was in year six. Um, so she's getting to that age. She was, she was 11. We don't or didn't let her watch um, age 12 films unless we'd seen them and approved them she knew that she went to this sleepover it was a new set of friends the cool kids in the cast that she'd been invited to this party and she rang me and she went dad they want to watch daddy's home it's at 12 can i watch it like i'm thinking you're ringing me from the party like she went yeah well dad they said don't ring your dad because if he says no we can't watch it just don't tell him we'll watch it and i said what did you say she said well obviously i'm going to call you and ask you and i was like yeah, you can watch it. I've seen it. It's not that bad. Like, you can watch it. I got off the phone. I was like, the trust yeah. that we have in her because of that yeah. single moment where the peer pressure, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it. Not because I wouldn't have done it just purely from embarrassment and not wanting to cause a scene. Like, I wouldn't have called my parents. I would have yeah. just watched it and that's it, done with. And the fact that she was able to stand up and say, no, I'm going to call my dad. That's when you know you put in all the work as parenting yeah. and then all of a sudden it shows that you did something yeah. right. Yeah, it's like that was one of the moments. It's a pat on the back, isn't it? It is, because you, go, well, you don't yeah, know. I've done all right at that. It's just a lovely dad moment, isn't it? A lovely parenting moment. What's your most embarrassing parenting moment? So I had sole care of Grace, who's our second born. I'd gone out for the day shopping and we lived in an apartment at the time and I walked through the door to my wife who'd been out with her friends that day. And I was like, hey, I'm home. She's like, where's Grace? <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> Shit. So I ran out of the apartment into the lift and all she's thinking is, you've left her in the shopping centre. I'd left her in the in the basement car park. She was asleep. <laughs> oh, that's not that In the car. She was asleep in her car seat, but she'd never that that was like, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. She's You'd never be amazed it. at how many dads have done that. Yeah. Mm. And mum's Mind on you purpose. Though, <laughs> given his previous and what he gets involved in, I'd 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 brick it as well. <laughs> what do you think makes a good dad? What makes a good dad? I mean, it's going to sound cliche, but I once heard someone say that the sort of pearls of wisdom are hidden behind cliches. And that's why they're cliches, because people will say it. But being there for your kid, spending time with your kid, putting time in to their personal development as a growing human, like they, they, you don't have to be able to figure out all their problems. You just have to be there for them while they're go like growing up. It can be a tough thing, especially like coming up to teens and stuff. I think that's the main thing, just like time. Good answer. 
am I spending enough time yeah. with my children? <laughs> no, no judgmentally yeah. not. <laughs> if you could have any dad, fictitious or real, dead or alive, which dad would you choose? So any dad. To be, to to be, be my to be dad or dad. for me what? to be. To be your dad. Yeah. To be, oh, obviously, not. I wanted to be so okay. Either way, it's the same person, whether it, <laughs> they would be my dad or I could be them as a dad. And it would be Mark Wahlberg in um, Daddy's Home. He is, have you seen the film? You've got a bit, bit of Mark Wahlberg about you, about you, actually. Thank you very much. Do you not think so? I think he has. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I yeah, I was looking like, no, thinking, no I'm I'm not, think I'm not seeing it, yeah. but maybe no, if I'm I take my top off, you know, yeah. Yeah. No, it's not okay. that kind of show. All right, well, not yet. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Um, Mark Wahlberg and Daddy, I think he's just so cool. I, I love Mark Wahlberg as an actor, um, even as a real person, not even just the character. I think he's great. He's my favourite actor. I, I was. I would have gone for Will Ferrell from Daddy's Home. <laughs> I think that would be more you. Yeah. I actually, I can, yeah, I can see it. Have I got a bit of Will Ferrell about me, <laughs> yeah. Jay? No. Um, not so much. <laughs> next question. Just okay, move on. Just question. move on. Um, what legacy do you hope to leave? What's the one thing you want to pass on to your children? Our third child, Sophie, she's seven. She's got special needs and she's, um, she's an absolute amazing character. And like everyone who gets to know just absolutely loves her. And I think the thing that she's taught all of us as a family is like everyone is different and like, and like some people are really different and that's okay. And to give people the time of day and don't just be like, because they're different, avoid them. So when the girls come home from school and they're like, oh, is this kid at school or the new kid? And they're a bit weird and they sit on their own and like, and what about if that was Sophie at school? What about then? And we all think, and I think like that in my life. I meet someone at the supermarket, the guy who uh, pushes the trolleys and that, like, and he is very different and he, people just completely blank him. Mm. And my wife always chats to him when you go there. And it, mm. she, that's really taught us, like, just to give people the time of day and it's okay to be different. And I want my kids to be different. You know, we've got this saying in the house, you do you, girl. And it is. It's like, be yourself. Be 100% yourself. And that is what I want to pass on to my kids. I've always said to, to uh, well, to my, my, my eldest, Noah, exactly what you've just sort of said. You which do, is, you go. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't mind. He's quite camp at the minute, to be honest. It's the way he, see, he sits down, the way he bends his legs. You know what I mean? I think I can more see you saying it. You do you, girl. You do you, girl. There you go. Yeah. Nailed it. And that girl is spelled G-U-R-L. Girl. girl. Nice. Yeah, I, no, I, I totally agree. Well, I think, uh, I think it's time to wrap this up. What a roller coaster, Joel. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks, guys. No, thanks for coming in. Like, I, it, yeah, it's been great. I love that story. I could listen to that over and over again. Well, you can now. Yeah. <laughs> so just hit the, hit, hit the rewind button. Go back to the start. When I yeah, keep going, I actually going. will be. <laughs> so if we want to follow you on socials and watch you, how do we do that? Yeah. So on Instagram, uh, Dad V Girls, not Dad versus Girls, and on YouTube, Dad V Girls. Like, I'll come up. But yeah, if you. If you want to follow me on Instagram, cool. Send me a message. Let me know that you listen to the podcast and I'll say hi. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> no, thanks, guys. Throughout that interview, um, if you looked at me, you would probably seen my um, impression of a guppy fish at feeding time. Because <laughs> I don't think my, my mouth closed for any of it. I know. It was intense. But yeah, thanks for coming in, man. That was, that was wicked. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, lying to your kids. What do you mean coming up? Let's do it now. Today, we're going to be talking about lying to your kids. Um, and we all, we all parent differently. I get that. That's why we're so unique. That's why, you know, my mum's dad's parents, that's why, you know, we do it our own way. Do it, do it how it suits you. 
You do you, girl. You do you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) You must have lied to your children many times. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like every day. Every day? Every day. Every hour? Every minute? Like as much as I possibly can. Okay, when is it appropriate to lie to your children in your opinion, Al? This is quite interesting because when I was looking at this topic, Mm. I tried to find a meme because I do like my memes. You are head of memes. And... I just searched lying to your kids meme and the only thing that came up was people basically saying that it is unacceptable to lie to your children about Santa because then you are... What are you talking about? Yeah. Huh? What are you talking about? You know... You no, know no, no we, we don't go there. No, 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 no. No, we don't go there. Uh, shall I tell you why we don't go there? Okay. Because I think we need to have a rule on this podcast that, you know, obviously we all love Father Christmas. We love Santa and... Santa brings us joy every year when he comes down the chimney with his sack. You know, <laughs> stop it. And and I think we just leave it there. But And shall I tell you briefly why we leave it there? Because I'm sure there's a lot of us that can relate to this. There may be a moment where we found something out and that maybe devastated us prematurely. So I think that's why we should... You never know who could get hold of this podcast. You never know who could press play on the iPhone. Oh, so I, we needed a warning. I just think, I, you know, we just leave it. We love Father Christmas. I think we just leave it. But I know where you're heading, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Okay. See how strongly I felt about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where to go from there now. Well, you know, you might be listening to this <laughs> podcast now. You've put it down. You've gone quickly to wipe a nappy, and someone could pick this up, press yeah. play, and you never know what we're saying. Okay, so how do I phrase this? So these memes, <laughs> uh, these memes were saying that for... Uh, for those who, uh, this is oh, you've completely ruined this whole thing. Right, over to you. Let's move on. No, no, let's just move on. There's, there's a moment. Forget it. Some, when you're home, just Google the memes. You can see them yourself, <laughs> and and just make your own conclusions. I'm done. At, at that point, when you personally don't believe, that's fine. It was your choice, but don't let someone make that choice for you. That's what I'm saying. I agree. It's a meme void now, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, let's talk. We've fallen out now. We're not looking at yeah, each other. I'm just not. So you know. I'm just looking at the notes. So when is it appropriate to lie to children? Well, do you know what? I think that we have to determine between what is really a lie and what is kind of just making life a bit easier. Okay, yep. So, for example, we put this out to the dad's net and said, when, what, do you, what lies do you tell your kids? And I swear there was over 100 different people coming in and I reckon 50 of those comments were the lie that they share with their child is that when the ice cream van plays music, no. it means he's run out of ice cream. No. We've got to get a new one now. No, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know, I know, I know. But it, that is the most common it's, lie. It's a it? classic. And it's, it's, I couldn't work it out because why, why do our parents have such a vendetta against ice cream vans? Just get him an ice cream. My, my parents just said, we're poor, we can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is not lying. <laughs> it's not. It's telling the truth. Can't afford it. Have we got any other ones in there from the Yeah, I mean, there's loads. There's some brilliant ones here. So Lou says a constant lie is, no, you can't eat that. It's too spicy. So when your kid's eyeing up your whatever you're eating, just tell them it's spicy. I need to write some of these down. Yeah. Oh, there's I'm, some, I'm there's some great. Tris says, if you wear socks to bed, your feet won't grow. <laughs> a lot of people were saying uh, that if you lie, your tongue goes green or it gets green spots. Um, this one's a brilliant one, also about Santa. Um, Ian says that he tells his children that the red blinking light on the smoke alarm is Santa's CCTV. Yep. 
And when it moves, obviously it's a movement sensor, but when it flashes, yeah. he's watching you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I use that. So it's a corker, that. It's a corker. It's a good one. Really good. Chris told uh, his his children that Ferrera Rochers were the new dishwasher tablets. <laughs> that's wrapped up you can yeah. use that but then I'm thinking surely his son's then going to say dad why are you eating dishwasher <laughs> no but then you have to go to another room and do it yeah. actually that could be quite dangerous yeah. thinking about it this one's a this one's a classic um, Elias good name he says bring them to a burnt down barn and tell them that Disneyland burned down <laughs> Is he literally going out, finding a burnt barn to say, this is why yeah. we're not going to Disneyland? I, I, think, I think he might be. Why don't you just go and find a castle, which is a bit broken, Ruined. and just say that's yeah. the Disneyland castle? Why a burnt barn? Yeah. <laughs> just... I guess I guess it's a bit more... It's a bit tragic. Yeah. Does it still have to be smoking? Like, is it like a freshly burnt <laughs> barn? <laughs> There's the Disneyland castle. It, look, it's broken yeah. now. Sorry, we can't go in. <laughs> I didn't know they made it of wood, Daddy. <laughs> this is a good one. So Monte says that at New Year's Eve, what they do is they record the New Year's Eve midnight um, firework display from the year before, right? And then they change the clocks to set them forward a few hours. And then they all celebrate fake New Year's Eve at like seven or eight o'clock in the (laughs) evening, put the kids to bed, and then they continue with their evening for real New Year's Eve. Now, that's genius, right? I know someone that does this, and they don't even, uh, fair play, recording and keeping on your sky planner or whatever, yeah. the previous year's fireworks. But no, one of my mates does this, and he just goes to YouTube, puts it on via the TV, ah, yeah. and they do exactly the same, yeah. So just bring it before bedtime. Brilliant yeah. idea. John says that there's a camera in Nando's, I'm assuming it's like a CCTV camera. He tells the children that that's hooked up to the head office so they can see how well the children are behaving and how well they're eating their dinner. And if they're misbehaving, then they won't get the ice cream. So then, <laughs> then he says that his kid was then waving at the camera saying, I've been good! <laughs> you got some security guard going, why is this freaky kid waving <laughs> yeah. at the camera? Uh, check, check out the parents are about to do something. It's a diversion. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is an interesting one here. Sean says that he tells his kids that they won't get in trouble for lying if they tell him the truth. So, you know, when your kid's done something wrong, and, and we're in this phase with Ted. So, Ted's done something wrong. We know he's done it. And we'll say, did you do that? And he'll be like, no, wasn't me. And then we're like, then Jen says, and this is where we differ. So Jen says, Ted, if you tell us the truth, we won't be cross with you. Right? So, he's like, all right, wicked. Yeah, it was me. And then Jen's like, good boy, good boy, Ted. And we forget the whole thing. Like, never mind, he's just trashed the kitchen or like thrown all his toys across the playroom. Do you want my version of this? Yeah. Do what I've done. So I've put a CCTV in the living room. <laughs> no, genuinely, I have. Yeah, so I've got, I've got a system which has got, but it's, it's an eight camera system, right? What I've done now is, so that, that obviously the CCTV was for the exterior of the house and making sure that, you know, our house is safe. I, I think I'd, I'd used all the cameras that I needed to. And I had two left over. So I thought, all right, well, I'm going to put one in the living room and I'm going to put one up in Noah's bedroom because he's, he's in the loft space. So now there's a camera right in the corner in the living room, which is where obviously the kids play. And if I hear a bump or a thump and someone starts crying, I just go, did you do it? And he's like, no. I was like, right, come on in. We're going to look at CCTV. So the first, <laughs> the first couple of times that we did it, he didn't understand. He just thought he was watching something off like an iPad on YouTube. But then we go back and I'm like, that's what you did. You told me you didn't do it. It's like, I didn't do it. I said, Noah, 
that is you you're hurting your sister <laughs> and he still tries to deny it so now I just say to him I said did you do it he's like no daddy I said right let's go and check the CCTV he's like I did it I did it I'm sorry I did it it works oh mate um, this is a good one as well um, Pep says your toy with that annoying sounds must be broken see even fresh batteries don't work and then he says flashback to the evening before kid in bed dad painting the battery terminals with nice even coat of mum's clear nail polish <laughs> Like that's going to quite extreme. I'm that just is. like, my friend's dad, he used to tell us, and we genuinely believe this for years, if you twist your belly button, your bum falls off. <laughs> <laughs> so we were so terrified, we never, ever did it. Yeah, but if you think of that logically now, how would you, what part of your bum would fall, what would fall off? I guess it's your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> but we were terrified, terrified to it. Ah, any more? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's loads. This, I mean, this is like a really good discussion point here. Robert says, don't fall asleep with your head under the pillow as the tooth fairy will take all your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. brilliant. I'll just do okay. one last one. This was quite extreme. I think he's kidding. I hope he's kidding. <laughs> Steve says that Paw Patrol and Thomas the Train give daddy seizures. And then when he turns it on, he fakes one. And now they refuse to watch it. <laughs> I'm, I mean, that's got to be a joke. I, I I hope so. Yeah. You see, this is the thing, right? I think a lie is fine when no one gets hurt. Oh, obviously. It's just to make life easier. That's my verdict. And also, I think you can get to a point with kids when it's so it's so bad a lie that it's it's obviously fake. Yeah. I think that's all right, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Like taking your kid to a derelict castle and saying that the Disneyland castle was broken. <laughs> I think that's all right, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of effort to just, you could just say we're not going. I but... think, yeah, I don't think they'll be happy for it, but it's a lot cheaper. I think that's it. I think we've um, we've done it. As, just like that, we're, we're at the end of, of this episode. That was good fun. I enjoyed that. I th- one of my favourite episodes so far. Yep. If you want to get involved, don't forget you can subscribe to the podcast on Global Player uh, or wherever you get your podcasts, actually. And um, if you want more information on parenting, uh, if you've got something to share, how do we do that, Al? Uh, just head over to dadsnet.com or dadsnet on any of the social media platforms. Until the next one, thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Mate, we've got to work on that bye. Bye. <laughs> Toodaloo. No! Ah, I went there, I went there. <laughs>